0: From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat.
1: Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, and welcome to another episode of After 9. Here we are. You're back. I'm back. I missed you. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, thank I, I you. missed you a lot. So you were off and celebrating Halloween in a way okay. that typically when you do morning radio... And evening radio, like we do, you don't get a chance to do some trick or treat stuff. So you got to spend some Halloween time with your girls. And how Mm -hmm. did it go?
0: It it went really well. I was actually, it was nice because I had neighbors over after or during, I should say, during uh, the trick or treating. My street, like a lot of people's, it seems, was not as busy as we initially thought. So we just were like, do you guys want to come over? So we ended up having a nice little get together on a Monday night, which, yep, like you mentioned, when you're working in early morning hours and radio, that never happens. I don't do weeknight things. I usually don't anyway, unless it's a very special occasion. Halloween usually isn't one of those for me. So, yeah, it was kind of nice to just kind of relax a little bit. I got to take the girls to, to school and whatnot. So I, I also kind of a treat for me because I don't get to do it. Um, so, yeah, it was good. It was just a nice, uh, nice few days. Thank you for the concern, too. This is the thing when you when you do a job like we do. Mm-hmm. And people know when you're working and when you're not. When you're not, you get people checking in on you to make sure everything's okay. Ah. And that was the case for me. Even my mom was like, hey, is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, why? what's up? She's like, you're not on the radio. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's just, just, just you taking vacation days, Mom. <laughs> everything's fine. It's, it's fine. I'm
1: in self isolation. It's fine. No,
0: it is one of those things. It was like, no, I'm fine. I guess, I guess it, you need to make it clear everything's okay. It's just burning some vacation days, and the bosses make us do that every now and again, and and that's all it was, and it just worked really well with that week. But yeah, it was good. I went to the casino in the middle of the day yesterday. It was Fucking great!
1: You were one of those people. I,
0: I was one of those people that See, went to the casino in the middle of the me and the senior citizens. That's it.
1: I drive by the casino sometimes, the one at Guelph Line in the four hundred one. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Was that Mohawk? Yeah, Mohawk. And yeah. the
1: parking lot is usually quite full at like 11, 12, yeah. one o'clock, and there is yeah. no horse racing happening. They're just there for the gambling. Yeah. And I thought, who goes in the middle of the day?
0: It's you. I did that. I did it. And you know what? I I won some money. Like not a lot cause I don't gamble a lot. I, I, it's slots. It's all mostly slots there. And they've got like the roulette, um, you know, the roulette, but it's the machine. So it's not the same uh, as tables, but, uh, yeah, I went on some random, like hot chili machine, $200. I was like, Oh, I'll take that. That sounds great.
1: So you were more than a break even.
0: I was more just slightly over a break even by when all was said and done slightly over a break. Even
1: I'm down 20 bucks.
0: You're down 20 from the last time you went?
1: No, I sent a whole bunch of money stateside yesterday to get Powerball tickets. Oh, and then nobody ended up winning right. the $1.2 So it's up to $1.5 billion <gasps> on Saturday. You're
0: going to do it again though, right? Like you're going to put some more money in for this one?
1: Yeah. Actually, it occurred to me, I'm going to possibly get my son a side hustle here because as soon as I pointed out that I sent him cash to buy me Powerball tickets and yeah. he just went and bought the tickets and took pictures of all of them and sent them back. Then other friends started getting in on it saying... I'll give him an extra 10 bucks for him if he buys me lottery tickets. So I think I might just uh, get him, uh, like I said, a side hustle because he could probably make yeah. some good money doing that.
0: You do it to a little, what, what do you call the fee? Do a fee on the side, like a right? a finder's fee. Absolutely. And, and then boom, that's a pretty good deal, I think.
1: And maybe a cut if you win more than a million dollars, like maybe just like a 0.05% cut. Yeah. That would make it worth his while, right? That, pff, I would think so. DM me your lottery requests, everyone. <laughs> Don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is
0: legal in any sense. And we're joking, everyone. We're joking.
1: Well, he uh, <laughs> wink, did, wink. did not pick out a winner last night, but someone is going to have a shot at a million and a half, a billion and a half dollars on Saturday night, which is just freaking crazy cat. Uh, do you think there's going to be school tomorrow or not? Um, because this is the most bizarre lead up to maybe, maybe not a school closed day that I can ever remember. This is worse than COVID. We thought COVID was bad when we were getting like four and five days notice. We're less than 24 hours until Friday school. And we still don't know if the schools are going to be open or closed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I think that it's not how ha- like, I think it's going to be closed. Um, we know that if the people walk off the job that are supposed to be walking off the job, at least for tomorrow, the schools will not be able to safely operate. That's the note that we've been given from those boards so I'm going to assume no. I'm running off the assumption that it's not going to happen for tomorrow, that there will be a walkout, I mean, and that school won't happen. Uh, after that, who knows, though? Man, things change by, like, the the hour on this one.
1: There's a lot of different balls up in the air there. I, I'm, apparently, somebody at Queen's Park said they likely won't actively pursue most people who walk off the job and give them that $4,000 fine, but they want people to know that that $4,000 fine every day that you don't show up for work because it's an illegal strike is is real and you could be charged that. Mm -hmm. But if they're not going to enforce it, it doesn't have any teeth. And the law is not even the law yet. It's going to get passed at some point today, assuming there's no wrinkles there at Queens Park. Mm -hmm. So once it becomes law, then that fine definitely becomes a reality. And I don't know many people that are down at that low end of the pay scale that are able to just throw out four grand to prove a point. So I feel bad for people that are conflicted between, do I stand up for my rights? Do I go and walk the picket line like I am entitled to do, like the law says I can do? Right. Or am I going to just sit there and shut up and not risk a $4,000 fine? It's a real Sophie's choice for a lot of people. And I certainly understand the conflict.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's frustrating I, like I, as a parent, obviously, but you also understand or try to, at least for me, I'm trying to understand all sides of it because I don't know. I'm not working in it, right? But I really just, I just want peace on earth. I just want, everything to, I just want everything to be resolved and people to be happy or at least as happy as possible in this scenario and whether or not that's going to be the case, I don't know.
1: An OnlyFans model has racked in more than $20,000 All from married men, teaching them how to inject some spice back into their relationship, Kat. Her name is Lana. She's 42. She says husbands contact her through OnlyFans, and they usually tell her they're stuck in a loveless or sexless marriage, and they urgently need help. She says a lot of them want to feel seen, heard, and desired. They want to feel the intimacy and a deep sense of connection. And that's what I try to give them. May says she's ultimately trying to help these guys not steal them away. So the question is, if a guy goes on OnlyFans and he's paying to DM and interact with one of the OnlyFans models... Is that cheating or is that him trying to save his marriage if he goes no. in with the premise that I'm doing this to try and inject some spice back into my marriage?
0: I don't understand how how she's helping, though. I need more details there. How exactly is that helping? Are you giving them advice on how to treat their women or how to talk to their women? What's your angle there?
1: It, it's uh, all of that for sure. There's certainly a, here's how you should approach it. Here's some fun, sexy things that you can try. But it's also about empowerment and building up their... Their ego, I guess, is the best word for it. She says these guys want to feel seen, heard, and desired. They're not (laughs) getting that at home right now. They're
0: fucking paying for it. They're fucking paying for it, though. That's so ridiculous.
1: True, they are, yes. That's
0: not... Yeah, of course you're going to get seen and heard and desired. You give me fucking a huck a couple hundred dollars and I'll see you here, I'll see and listen to you and nod too. You know, a lot of people would. It's totally different. You're looking for it in your relationship. So why are you going off to somebody who's making you pay for it? Unless this is a therapist that you're going to as a couple to try to build something back again. I don't understand how money has to be involved.
1: In a way, she is providing a therapy type service. It's just not... She's not a licensed therapist, and it's not conventional therapy. And the
0: other partner's not involved.
1: And the other partner's that's a not big involved. Deal.
0: This is a one-sided thing for people who are horny and not getting it, or or whatever the case may be, or maybe fighting with their partner if that's the excuse they use. And and people sometimes I don't want to say men because I'm because I'm sure women do it too, but men and I've seen it, I've seen it, seen it, seen it. It's got. In these types of these types of guys that will go to OnlyFans to claim that they're trying to save their relationship, or people who DM someone like, "Oh, I'm just having a tough time, but it's fine. But I'll I love to chat with you. It's just a joke. Do you take yourself seriously? Are you are you trying to convince yourself that that's the case?" It's one thing if you want to join OnlyFans and your partner knows and they're like, you know what, what you fucking do on OnlyFans is your thing. It's fine if that's your relationship. But don't go on pretending that you're paying someone money to try to salvage your own relationship. Talk to your partner. That's what they're there for. And by the way, they don't charge you by the hour or by the pick or by the DM or whatever they charge for.
1: Here's my tits. That'll be $30. There's
0: zero way you can convince me that this is someone who is helping couples. And don't get me wrong, because I don't blame her. She'll take the money. That's what she's there for, to take the money. And if it makes her feel better to think that maybe she's helping someone's relationship, uh, okay, you're not, probably, but go ahead and make your money. And if these guys are willing to fork it up, cool. I just wish them all the best in their relationship, because this ain't helping.
1: Okay. I hear you, but there are people that are, they feel trapped. They feel like it's not really going anywhere. They don't necessarily want to leave because at one time it was good, but right now it's bad. How do you get yourself out of that funk?
0: Talk to your partner. What, what happened to communication? What happened to communication? Preach. Honest to shit. You, you have a problem. Talk it out with them. And if you have a partner that's not willing to talk to you about it, that's a huge issue. And you should say, I'm putting myself first then. If you're not going to talk this out with me, I have a big enough problem with you that I have to go seek advice, friendship, whatever it is from OnlyFans. That's a big frickin' problem. And if your partner sits there and says, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine. That's an issue. Then you have to tackle that head on and you have to say, if you're not seeing me and the fact that I'm not liking this relationship for X, Y, Z reason, then we need to maybe look at moving along here. And maybe you do have to talk about, you know, separation, breaking up, divorce, whatever the case is, if your partner doesn't give a shit enough to talk it, talk to you about it. It doesn't make sense. That's not a relationship that should be if your partner's not. I bet you nine out of 10 people who claim that they're with this person on OnlyFans for those reasons hasn't even had an actual conversation with their partner. They're just pretending to put in the work, but they're not even talking to them. Because again, for some people, I don't know what it is. Communication lacks so greatly. It's insane.
1: Okay, great, great perspective. That's good. While we're talking about a lack of communication... Let's do this one. I feel like you're really good at advice and I come to you for advice all the time on various topics. So we're going to put you in the hot seat again, Kat, because dear Abby got a letter that I noticed and it was the reply in particular that I raised an eyebrow at. So I'm going to read you the original letter to dear Abby. Okay. And then you tell me if the Abby response was, was the right way to go. She says, dear Abby, I'm 24. I'm getting married soon my fiance thinks I'm a virgin. In reality, I'm far from it. (laughs) We have been saving sex for marriage. At least that's what he thinks. I don't know if I should keep this to myself or tell him, please give me your expert advice. Okay. First off, what does in reality i'm far from it me i love how you have to go far <laughs> how far from, from it? it are we talking here are we talking like oh once or twice or we played just the tip a couple times <laughs> or did we, are you like really far from
0: far it? from it like far the, the fact that they had to enter they had to put in there far from it okay so let's say this person has a, a dozen notches under the belt or something like that
1: okay we're at a dozen um He thinks that the reason they're not having sex is because they're saving their virginity for marriage. What's going to happen when he finds out, oh, oh, you're not a virgin? Does she have to play dumb like she has no idea what she's doing? Does she have to pretend like, I don't know, like it hurts and when it doesn't, I'm not really sure. How do you get away with that?
0: Well, I mean, you. The, I think that you should tell the person the truth. like the,
1: I, Once he puts it in. Oh, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. You don't wait until it's too late after you married the person. But people do that, don't they? They just don't care. They wait until after the marriage and then they spill the beans on something. That's probably important to the other person, right?
1: Ready for the Dear Abby response? Yeah, I'm
0: curious about the response. Yeah.
1: Abby responds, solid marriages are built on trust. What do you think the fallout will be if this guy finds out that he's been lied to all this time? Mm-hmm. He will never again believe what you tell him. And who could blame him? The time to level is now before the wedding. And if it's a deal breaker, que Sarah. Yeah. Ooh, she's going to. Right now, she's scheduled to get married, and he is happy as a pig and shit, and and she is too. It's just she's got this lie that she told way back when still lingering over her head. But now, if she tells him, boom, the whole thing could be off. Yeah. Do you roll the dice and cash in that honesty, or Mm -hmm. do you just leave well enough alone and ignore Dear Abby? And is that the right advice from Dear Abby?
0: I think it's the right advice. Yeah. And I say honesty is absolutely important because you're then you're going to keep that in. And yeah, maybe she will try to go out of her way to fake something or they're going to have conversations about it. That's a big deal in a marriage. If you decide, uh, or in a relationship, if you decide to wait until marriage and then, you know, that night, let's say you decide to do it the night of your wedding and, and you're You're lying over and over again. You're lying constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been lying stop. Well, stop now and, and hope that they'll forgive you. And I don't even know the right way to approach that. Like what the right thing to say is like, I've had many dicks. We should stop. Hang on a second. Uh-huh. I got to tell you something.
1: Guess you know, what like, number ha- dick yeah. yours
0: is? <laughs> you know, like, I'm not sure. The, I don't think there's a perfect way to do it probably. So in that, in that particular instance, I don't know. I think ripping the bandaid off is probably for the best, sit them down and say, I'm not a virgin and and start there Um, and hope that they understand why you did it there's lots of reasons why you would, I suppose. You don't want that to lose that person. Uh, and you realize that might be a deal breaker for them. But telling them the truth... I mean, honesty is always the best policy. I do believe that. I I, I understand that she runs the risk of losing him, if that's the case, I suppose, if he wants... Someone pure, but if you want someone so pure like that, then you have to ask yourself as that person who's taken a many a dick, do you want that person who wants someone pure? Wait, are and you saying are you as a person
1: who's taken many a dick or she as a person who's taken many a dick? No, I'm saying she needs to dick?
0: ask herself that. Ah. She needs to ask herself, if he drops me because I've had sex before, do I want to be with a person like that is my point.
1: Or what if he drops her? Not because Because she's had sex, but because she lied about it.
0: I mean, and she did it. She has to own up. Own up. Be honest and own up now.
1: Okay, so what about this potential variation? She goes to him and says, I want to be honest before we get married, so there's no secrets here. We agreed. No sex till marriage. and, And I've stuck to that. But I'm not a virgin. There were others before you. What if he says all right, well, there is no point in waiting till marriage then. Let's have sex right now. Do you just do it and get it over with? Or do you, or they're so close. They're about to get married. Should they still save their relationship for marriage?
0: I think that's key. I mean, she never cheated on him, right? No. And and that's, I mean, that's an important part. You know, what you did before that relationship, does it need to matter? Do you need to go back? I'm not a fan of going back. I'm not a fan of let's, let's talk about what happened unless it could impact him and it, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't be impacting him and their relationship, how how much she's done or not done. You know, it shouldn't, it, I, I understand to some people and maybe it's a religious thing or maybe you have your um, values in, in one way or another. Maybe it's not religious, whatever it is. I understand people have those values, but you have to ask yourself in, in your relationship, isn't that what matters the most and not what happened previous to it?
1: Great, that's good advice. Thank you. I'm curious to see what happens. And sometimes on those stories, we don't get the update.
0: I know. And it kind of pisses me off. Up. I
1: feel like I need a little closure. I
0: like an update.
1: At this point, we are about to talk about something near and dear to not just my heart, but all our hearts. Food. That's coming up. First off, I uh, I'm gonna do a product review, which I don't often do in after nine, but in this case I want to. I love decorating for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Noma, big name in Christmas. It's yeah. the shit you get a Canadian tire. Sure. They're Christmas yeah. lights. In the past, I've had their Christmas lights and they were fine. You got a whole couple strands of C9 bulbs and I'm really picky. Like I will bury extension cords in the eaves trough and all that sort of stuff so that there's no cords. Everything lines up perfectly symmetrical. I'm very, very picky like that. And even though I thought, because I bought these strands that apparently will last for 99,000 hours, I'm good for years to come. I'm going to replace last year's lights with new lights, because now they have smart Wi-Fi connected lights from Noma. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at them yesterday and there's this neat little box with a video screen in it and you press the button and it shows you how they work. And I was fascinated watching it because it's cool. You got to buy the, you have to buy the Noma hub, which is sold separately and it costs the same amount as the strand of lights. But you buy this hub, it connects to your home Wi-Fi. Then it connects to the strands. Some of the advantages are, number one, the strands don't need to plug into each other. They need hydro, but you can plug them in anywhere. It's not one continuous strand. It can connect with them anywhere on your property. That's
0: a great bonus because that's one of the pains in the ass is trying to figure out how to connect them and where to connect them.
1: You install this in the Noma Christmas app, and in it, there's like 850,000 different patterns and light designs and things like that that you can do. You could basically set up your own Griswold-style light show on your house. Yeah, I love that. You can make the house red, green, white, blue, whatever you want. It has a lot of advantages, and it's all- control through an app. And of course you can have it come on and off at the same time. It's good. So I started off with the bulbs. I haven't bought the actual Christmas strands yet. Cause again, you got to buy the hubs separately and that pisses me off. So I thought I'm just going to get the floodlights for my pot lights outside. I installed them yesterday thinking, With those pot lights, I can change the color of the house. I can make it all green. I can make it all red. On on Valentine's Day, I can make it pink. And on Canada Day and Remembrance Day, it can be red. That'd be great. The red's not very red. Oh, And that might seem like a picky thing, but I set it all up yesterday and I was climbing around on the roof and I lost a shoe somewhere and it was a mess. But I got everything up and installed without killing myself. Great. Waited till it got dark and I walked outside and I set up the pattern that I'd programmed. And now it, it looks more like the Italian flag. It's like green <laughs> and orange and it, it's it's kind of fucked up. It doesn't Actually, look very Christmassy. Your
0: girlfriend probably enjoys that yeah, part. She though. might. So I'm thinking to myself,
1: do I climb back up on the roof and take out all these smart bulbs that I went through all that hassle to program and then schlep down to Canadian tire and say, the red's not very red.
0: Is it supposed to? Be, but it's supposed to be red? Like on the packaging, it's like... Red? It says red?
1: It looks red on the packaging. And when you go into the app, you can select the color red and a million different shades of it. It's just, it doesn't look red. It looks orange. It's kind of shitty.
0: Are you sure you're not colorblind though? Like, did you ask for someone else's opinion on the color?
1: No, I hadn't thought of that. Maybe Uh, I am colorblind. Just a thought.
0: Just a thought. Because sometimes people see certain colors and they're not there. Like when people see like a little bit of purple with blue. Ah. No, like that's purple.
1: And other people are like,
0: nope, that's perfectly blue. Hmm. I'm just saying, before you go schlepping to Canadian Tire, just double get a couple opinions on your street.
1: One other thing that I noticed when I was at Canadian Tire to buy these bulbs is, you know how people return things all the time. Some of them for legitimate reasons and some of them for illegitimate sure. reasons. Well, now in the return section, they're selling it. But there's a note on it that tells you why it was returned. I love this. It's almost like you get the backstory. Like I looked and I saw they've got one of those neat. um, uh, It's by DeWalt. It's a it's a it'll charge your car up and it'll be an air compressor. And it's also an FM radio and all this shit. And I thought, ooh, that's cool. And it's usually 249. It's on for 149. It tells you why the person returned it. And in this case, they say it was just because the packaging was damaged. So you can save 100 bucks just because of the packaging. <laughs> I wonder
0: what they'd say to me. I literally, speaking of Canadian Tire, I was there. Over my few days off, I went there to go look at Christmas stuff. Yes, I did. I'm in the Christmas spirit. So sue me. So I go to Canadian Tire and I pick up this garland because I needed new garland for my one of my uh, railings in the house because I threw out the stuff from last year, didn't like it, done with that. So I picked out this garland, took it home, didn't like it at all, brought it back the next day to Canadian Tire. And she asked me that question. She's like, whoa everything okay here? And I was like, yeah, it was still in its packaging. It looked great. I'm like, yeah, no, it just looks fucking lame. <laughs> I wonder if she wrote that down.
1: If she wrote looks fucking lame on that <laughs> sticker, I want to go and buy it. I, I, I want it myself. But
0: it did because I put it on the railing and you know, you th- like I need something bigger and, and more, more like bigger and more. I go big on Christmas. And this was just like this dinky string with these like fucking antlers hanging out, like dangling off of them. Oh. And like bells. And I thought this might look cute, but then I put it on my railing and my railing is so large. Like I've got like a large railing that it just looks, it's lame. It's is it like very a good lame. from
1: far, but far from good? Y-
0: yeah, maybe like okay. uh, you'd have to really go close up. It just it wasn't extravagant enough for me. So I said it looks because the girl was cool so she we were talking about clothes and stuff before I was even returning it and she's like why are you returning this I'm like it looks fucking lame that's why I just I literally bought it yesterday put it up against my railing and says this is terrible like it looked like um y- the shitty uh, peanuts Christmas tree oh Char- Charlie Brown's tree it's almost like the equivalent of that but for a garland and it's, it's very just, sparse it, it would work in some areas, but just not for this area. That's all. But uh, if she wrote
1: that down, that would be great. Wouldn't it? It's just nice to have a backstory. Like, Hey, what happened for this item to go from the factory to Canadian tire, then to someone's home yeah, and then back to Canadian tire. I thought it was kind of neat. In some cases there was one, um, it was basically everything that could be wrong with it was wrong with it. it was marked down from like $60 to like $4.
0: Why do they bother?
1: Because somebody will probably pay $4 for it thinking, I can fix it.
0: I'll do it. I'll
1: do it. I can fix it. That's true. In any case, I don't know if all the Canadian tires are like that, but the one on Apple in Burlington, love it. I love the story behind it. I could go and just browse through all the shit that people have returned and make note of all the dumb excuses for why they returned. All
0: the stories they could tell. It's great.
1: Last thing we're going to do on this episode of After 9 is food's great. And I don't even know if this applies to you anymore because you're you're keto. But do you still eat sandwiches?
0: Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, there's keto bread. Sure, of course. There's I'm in the bread I'm in for the mix. keto. Of course, yeah. Oh, buns, good. buns, baguettes, bread, all of it. Yep.
1: It's National Sandwich Day. Every year, leading up to National Sandwich Day, somebody will do some sort of a survey asking people what is and isn't a sandwich. So you weigh in, and I'm going to see if the majority agrees with you. Okay. First off, of good old-fashioned peanut butter and jelly.
0: People won't agree with me, but yes, that is, yeah.
1: 98% of people said it is a sandwich.
0: What do the other people say it is?
1: Those other 2% have a problem with reality. That's a chair.
0: Like, what the fuck do you think it is? It's a sandwich.
1: What about a breakfast bagel? Would you consider that a sandwich? Yeah, I would. Because it's got two pieces of breadish type material?
0: Yeah, I think so, Yeah.
1: Eighty-seven percent say a breakfast sandwich or breakfast bagel is a sandwich. I don't know about the bagel. A bagel's a well, bagel. I don't know if it's a sandwich.
0: Does it? Does it matter if there's what the contents are in between it the does. bread? Because like, if you're doing cream cheese, does that count?
1: No. See, and that's exactly yeah. why. If it was a bagel with just cream cheese or butter, or butter, you wouldn't call that a sandwich, would you?
0: Oh, interesting. Maybe
1: some would. Yeah. Hamburger.
0: Uh, see, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I don't classify it as a sandwich. And I know that I'm probably not in the minority there. Am I in the minority?
1: Only 62% say a hamburger is a sandwich. The other 38% agree with you. More than one in three.
0: Like It's its own entity. And I know you're going to bring up another one that's going to be a hot take. But it's its own entity, a hamburger, I think. It's not a sandwich. Like a, a sandwich to me uh, is different variations. And I know some people would say, well, it's, yeah, but it's meat in between buns. So it's the same shit. But it's not. If you're barbecuing it like that, it's, just, it's a different thing for me.
1: Avocado toast.
0: Is it open face? If it is, then it's not a sandwich. Um, Is it just avocado between bread?
1: No, avocado toast. Like the way you would get it if you go to... An open
0: face is not a sandwich. A sandwich has to close. No.
1: 38% say avocado toast is a sandwich. It's
0: not a sandwich. God, I'm fucking pissed off.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay.
0: This is making me angry.
1: It's a classic, but let's go there. <laughs> okay. Is a hot dog a sandwich?
0: Yeah, here you go. See, again, no, it's its own thing for me. It's not a sandwich. It's not. Hamburgers and hot dogs are so popular in their own community of like barbecuing that for me, it's not the same as a sandwich. It's just not.
1: 26% say a hot dog is a sandwich. 74% say no, it's not.
0: I'm surprised. Okay, that's good. Because people fight me over that.
1: What about a euro?
0: Oh, but this is a wrap, no? It is
1: a wrap. So that's not a sandwich. Well, sort of, because for that one in particular, you put all the stuff on your pita flatbread and then you You fold fold it up, but you don't seal it or anything like
0: that. No, like a foldy is not a sandwich. Anything folded like that is not a sandwich. That's a no for me.
1: Only one in five say that a gyro is a sandwich.
0: They're delicious.
1: Burrito. No. 12% say a burrito is a sandwich. How about a taco? No. 10% say it's a sandwich. One in 10.
0: 10% of people are messed up.
1: Quesadilla? No. 8% say it is a sandwich. I'm getting angry. Quesadilla is a different one, though. I'm getting so angry. I know. I can see it in your face. (laughs) Not a sandwich. Her face is as red as her headphones are. (laughs) Fucking weird. So, (laughs) okay, but a quesadilla, you do all your stuff and then... Slap it together and you maybe grill it or panini press it or something like that? No, you
0: use tortilla. That's not a sandwich. A sandwich
1: has to have bread?
0: Yes, bread or or potentially bun as well. Yes, bread or bun only.
1: So I guess you're going to say that a wrap no is not a sandwich? Not a freaking sandwich! If I go to any restaurant and I want a sandwich, in the sandwiches section, there's probably going to be a club, a Reuben, and probably like a, a California wrap. And no. it's in the sandwich sandwiches section. Sandwiches
0: and wraps. If the restaurant is doing it right, it says sandwiches and wraps. Because it's not a sandwich; it's a wrap, and that's different.
1: What about a calzone? No. Really?
0: I, I wouldn't consider it. I wouldn't consider it a sandwich. It's just like a pizza folded up, isn't it? it
1: yeah, it's, it's essentially one piece up. of dough folded over.
0: It has a whole name. It has a name. It's a it's a not a sandwich because it's a calzone. So therefore it's not a sandwich.
1: You wouldn't say calzone sandwich. No, if you
0: said sa- calzone sandwich it's an it's no. No.
1: 5% say a calzone is a sandwich. The last one is, and I think they threw this in just for kicks to see if they could catch people. Uh-huh. A ravioli oh, is closer oh to a sandwich God. than a wrap. Is closer to a sandwich than a burrito or a taco is a ravioli. A sandwich.
0: Hells to the no, it's not.
1: Two percent say yes, it oh, 2%. is. Two
0: percent, get out of here.
1: So I'm going to give you carte blanche. Let's say Cat's Kitchen has every bread option, every topping option. You can make any sandwich Dang. you want. What's going on? It? Oh my gosh,
0: I like a classic club.
1: Club. Like if there yeah. was
0: no, if there was like just get whatever I actually want for me. I think it's going to be. A club sandwich and it's got to have a good meat, like a chicken or whatever. And then it's got to have tomato. It's got to have mayonnaise on it. No mustard. Get that shit out of here. Pickles on the side. What the fuck? Pickles on the side. I'm sorry, guys. I did
1: not know she was going to say all these controversial things.
0: Um, And I like anything and everything in the club that's like crunchy. Like I wouldn't mind cucumbers in there. Um, But yeah, it's got to have mayonnaise. That's the only condiment it needs. And that's an avocado on there. That would be great. And that would be perfect for me. And again, a pickle spear on the side is important. All right. What about you?
1: Okay. So for me, my favorite sandwich I actually had last night.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: I want... Celebrating early, are we? I think so. Breaded chicken or veal. I'm going to go with the panini. So I want slightly homemade breaded chicken or veal cutlet. Little bit of homemade sauce little bit of Parmesan and some sweet peppers and onions. Okay. In a a nice, fresh bun, that's great. But I'm also going to say, some of the sandwiches that are readily available right now, if you go to, I don't want to say Subway because while Subway does have all the makings of a good sandwich, I feel like none of the ingredients or anything that I actually want to eat. I don't know what the deal is with that bread. I don't know what's in it or if it's good for me or not. <laughs> We've so heard some things. If I if I make my own bread or I, or I made my own Subway style sandwich, that would probably be great. But Firehouse, Firehouse Subs mm. makes the best takeout sandwiches if you want cold cuts. Get a hook and ladder. You're happy for the day. You won't eat anything for the next two and a half days because it's so filling. A
0: popular spot. It is
1: so good. I like, but California sandwiches also makes my panini
0: that I was going to say California sandwiches. When I growing up California sandwiches, there was not a, I don't believe there was ever a location around where we grew up in Cambridge, but my, my grandparents were in Mississauga and there were several California sandwiches. And every time I went there, it was a must like, no, we got to. You guys got to come to California Sandwiches. We're treating you to California Sandwiches. It was just like a thing, and I know that's a very popular spot. And I remember it being really, really good. But I like the mom. I like hearing about the mom and pop sandwich shops because I feel like you don't get as many as if you, you used find to.
1: A great bakery with all fresh yeah. shit, like the same shit that you see at Subway, yeah. but fresh in a bakery. I feel like that is the winner.
0: I'll throw out a, a Sylvia's Bakery as one a great option in the Cambridge area because mm-hmm. they've got the they've got dynamite stuff.
1: If you happen to find yourself at, I believe it's Walgreens or is it Kroger? When you're in the States, let's Mm -hmm. say it's Walgreens. They have this cafe inside most of their grocery stores and they sell a sandwich called the Danny's original. I know it specifically from the location in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. I used to drive there when I had nothing to do and it was five hours each way. To get one of to these sandwiches. Get a
0: sandwich. That's an endorsement and a half. Yeah.
1: And I don't even know who the fuck they are. I can't remember <laughs> who sells it. I just remember how to get there.
0: You just know where to find
1: it. Before you go up the hill to where they play the Little League World Series there's a grocery store in there. And mm-hmm. that grocery store makes the Danny's original. It's great because they have sub sauce that's homemade mm-hmm. and it's amazing. And frankly, your sandwich needs oil. If you put oil on that sandwich, you're going to get a great sandwich. One of these days I'll think, one of these days I'm just going to drive down there, get the goddamn sandwich and take a picture, and I'll just leave it on my Instagram so people stop harassing me. But all the time people ask me, hey, I'm doing a trip down to the States. Where do you get that sandwich? Just Google the Danny's original. And,
0: and get the, the recipe online too?
1: Wegmans. Maybe it's Wegmans.
0: Wegmans? I think there's, so. There's a lot of chains down there. It's hard to keep track. Yeah.
1: I don't know if you could replicate this, but I mean, it's just a regular grocery store bakery. Hmm. But that sandwich is the best. It's worth a ten-hour drive.
0: Interesting, because I don't think there's a grocery train around here where I'd want to get a sandwich. No, fuck no. <laughs> I don't think there's one I could give you uh, an endorsement on.
1: You no, know, they make great sandwiches. The Pioneer Gas Station. You go in there, and they're all nice and packaged, and you can take them to go. They're delicious. They're like, in that black and white checkered checkered fucking shit. parchment paper. Yes, that's <laughs> the one. Have a great Thursday, everybody. We will be back tomorrow with another episode of After 9. I think Dave is going to join us, and we will find out together tomorrow for After 9. Bye. This year's Rockefeller Center Christmas tree has been selected. The tree is a Norway spruce that's 50 feet wide and 82 feet tall. Although it put 85 feet tall on its timber profile. There you go. <laughs> Meanwhile, one of the commissioners at the FCC is calling on the federal government to ban TikTok in the United States out of concern that the Chinese own the app, that they could be getting their hands on our private information, which I, I get it, but if Americans really cared about our private information, password wouldn't be the fifth most common password. <laughs> Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack told reporters that the country is facing a turkey shortage. Oh, No! You mean we might not get to have the world's driest meat this Thanksgiving? Well, listen to this. According to prosecutors, after storming the Capitol on January 6th, a group of rioters spent over $400 at the Olive Garden. That explains why they changed their slogan to Olive Garden. When you hear your family, especially that one weird uncle in the Olive Garden, The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy.